Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shop Notes podcast. I'm Phil Hubern. Today I'm joined, as always, by Don Joyle and Logan Whitmer. Don't call him Dylan. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about workshop close calls and, as always, what we have going on on our workbenches. This episode of the Shop Notes podcast is brought to you by Woodsmith Plans. You'll find nearly a thousand plans covering everything that you'd want to build, from furniture projects to gift projects kitchen accessories, workshop projects and jigs, and more. Find your next project at woodsmithplans.com. I'm going, <laughs> everybody's looking at me. I'm going first, I guess. Yeah, you are. Uh, I have a mess of tools and rust and uh, evaporust and simple green, sandpaper, and assignment wires painting on my bench at home. Okay. So I'm cleaning up some saws. I'm cleaning up some hand planes. I am de-rusting. I am de... I guess not de-polishing. I'm polishing. De-polishing. Uh, <laughs> de-polishing, so, yeah. Wait, see. how does that work? I don't know. Sandpaper? Yeah. Rust? Yeah. You start at like 400 grit and yeah. then you'll work your, way, work your way down <laughs> yeah. to 60 or 80 grit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, but yeah, I've uh, it's, it's actually kind of been enjoyable. So my wife's been joining me in the shop in the evenings. Which is okay. is a little weird, you know. Yeah. Uh, so both of our kids, are, they're young. They're uh, they're what five and two. Um, they go to bed at like eight o'clock. Uh, so once they're asleep, we grab the uh, the monitor just so we can. Our youngest likes to wake up and wander around the house. So we grab the monitor, know when he wakes up, and we go down to the shop, flip the TV on in the shop, and I stand there work on tools, and she's been crafting. Oh, uh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, she's been working on some some painted signs and stuff. Mm. Um, you know. Uh, just kind of the the kind of I don't want to say Pinteresty type signs, but you know, yeah. welcome to the Whitmer family farm with a chicken sure. on it and whatever stuff like that. I didn't um, know you had chickens. I don't have chickens. Oh, it's yet. it's okay. kind of funny. Not yet, yeah. but maybe I'm maybe I'm getting chickens. I maybe. don't know. They'll go out there with the hogs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's it's actually been really enjoyable. It's kind of uh, relaxing to hang out in the shop, and not really talk, just watch you know TV, work on our own things, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been fun, and it's then I don't get the uh, I don't get the uh, kind of the guilt trip that like I usually get. So disappear like, down yeah, the shop by yeah, yourself. Exactly. And, yeah. it's like so, I don't see you. And, exactly. So yeah. it's been it's been kind of yeah, nice. I like that. So, yeah. It's kind of nice to cross that threshold of parenting where exactly you don't really have to have that as the same level of hands-on work with the kids, and then once they're in bed, you yeah. can. It's like holy crap! I have like three more hours. Is that, well, the you know, it's funny because my uh, my wife took my oldest one somewhere a couple of weeks ago, um, and actually it's been a couple nights ago. And my uh, I was like, okay, I got a couple hours. You know, they're gone basically until bedtime for the most part. Uh, so I took my youngest Henry downstairs with me into the shop, and he's at the age where he enjoys coloring, uh, and he also enjoys um, he has little like baby Einstein type games on, on the tablet. So I brought his coloring books down and he colored for a while. And then he said, tablet. And I said, okay, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll get a game going for him so he can sit there. Uh, and we have a little child size recliner mm-hmm. um, that my, my in-laws bought for Christmas a couple of years ago. And I have that sitting in my shop. It's sitting next to my table saw, which is unplugged. Sure. Um, <laughs> but it's sitting there and he's sitting in, in the recliner with the tablet. And all of a sudden I hear splashing and I'm like, what did he get into? Now, I shouldn't mention at this point, my child doesn't have pants on. He's getting potty okay. trained. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yes, he's getting potty trained. So so he just can't, he can't let him run around without mm-hmm. pants on, so he can go in and go to the potty when he needs to. And it works great until he decides to pee in my shop. Mm-hmm. So I ended up with shop pee 
all that's, over. That's what the sawdust right. is for. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, you just kind of have a little bucket of it and throw yep. it on there to soak Which, it up. You know, thankfully, I'm cleaning everything with Simple Green anyway, so might as well just mm -hmm. clean the floors. And so. then you just spray the kid down a little bit. Uh, I just put green. him in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. Sawdust bath. <laughs> yeah, saw, yeah, sawdust bath. He was really itchy all night. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, mm. that's what I got. That's what's on my bench and on my floor. Mm. So Good to know. Yeah, don't eat anything off the floor of my shower. I will not. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so on my bench, I've been, or last time I was talking about, you know, finishing up some projects I'd started long ago. So I have the, the doors and the top built for the linen cabinet that I was working on, and now I'm just working on some drawers, so the fun part. So I decided not to go dovetail. There's a lot, they're pretty big drawers. Um, there's a I have lot big of them. Too. Yeah, that's what I hear. That's what I hear. Congratulations. <laughs> so uh, just doing some, like, tongue and groove plywood drawers getting it done type thing mm -hmm. so doesn't have to be pretty just has to be done yeah. yeah I did a vanity for our bathroom downstairs when we added that and you always think like I'm a woodworker so I should do all the fancy woodworker things and I'm like ah, I want this done I'm just gonna do rabbits and pin them there there gets a point where there there's a time and place for fancy joinery but there gets a point in every project where it's like I just want to get this done tongue and groove mm -hmm. or rabbit and pin mm -hmm. it and it's done it works great doesn't look as good as the dovetail would you know mm -hmm. but it works perfect and that's the main thing yeah, yeah. and i can yeah. see that more like if it was a piece of furniture that you know we'd move someday and yeah down, or this is like it's attached to the wall we'll yeah. move and the next person can worry about that and yeah you know so. Well, it's like when when we did when we built our house and we did all of our built-ins. It's all MDF. I mean, mm -hmm. the the tops, the painted tops and stuff, and shelves are all um, like Baltic birch, but the doors are all like routed MDF. Mm -hmm. And the woodworker in me kind of was like, you know, yeah. sneering at that. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna move in a few years probably. I'm like, why? I don't yeah. care. Right. It's painted. I don't. Yeah. I don't care. Mm -hmm. The MDF is great because it, it, it expands, but it doesn't really expand and contract like solid wood does. So I don't have a weird paint line, you know, because of course it's right. built on site then painted, um, mm -hmm. not pre-finished. So yeah, I, I get it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's especially if your wife's looking at moving. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like get these things done and move on. So yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, what do you got, Phil? Yeah. So I'm still working on that bookcase project and I'm trying to come to terms with working in a small shop with big pieces of plywood in the winter mm -hmm. because plywood is fun in summer when you can be outside or the garage door can be open and because my shop's in the garage yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's just a lot easier to move big pieces around yeah. when you don't have to try and do it in the confined space of of the shop mm -hmm. um, and then also you know because my shop is small and I have a relatively small table saw I really can't process big sheets yeah, yeah. there so I'm trying to cut them down with a circular saw and some cutting guides mm -hmm. and I'm trying to uh, step up my game on how accurate I can be with that method because I just don't like the I'm gonna cut them to rough size here and then go over here and then do the exact same yeah, thing except sure. making you know prettier or whatever yeah. so yeah. I'd like to make final parts with the sure. with the circular saw. Circular saw. Yeah. With what um, you were saying the other day, you'd brought in, you'd cut down some pieces at 
to you know rough size, so you could get them in your car and bring them home, and then realize yeah. or brought them here, and you realize that you cut them to thirty six, and you got here and like they're supposed to be forty. So. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So yeah. That, yeah. it doesn't work out sometimes when you're cutting stuff to a rough size, and then. And I would like to argue with you, wrestling plywood's not fun any time. No, it's not, <laughs> it's, but it's just more it's convenient it's, yeah, it's when more. I can turn the sheet around out in the driveway rather that than... That is true, yeah. Well, and it is nice and... to be able to open the garage door after you're done cutting, because circular saws or track saws in general don't have the best dust collection, Yeah. so they make a mess. Yeah. So it's nice if you're breaking down plywood to just open the garage door and leaf blower right. and get it all outside, and then it just disappears in your yeah. neighbor's yard, which is great. Yeah. So. Well, and the other thing is, is now you know you get... At some point, I'm going to get to the place where I'm going to be starting to assemble things. Yeah. You know, and this case is going to be like almost 60 inches long. You know, by the time it's mm -hmm. done, about 30 inches high. Yeah. You know, almost a foot and change deep. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's got to go somewhere yeah. while I'm still working on it. And yeah. it's, you know, kind of doing the, the space juggle of, you know, stepping around things. And, and you have a, do you have a heater in your garage? Well, I have one of those, uh, I got it for like Christmas last year. No, it was one of those quartz heaters that you can hang on the wall sure, where it's sure. just like a, if you're, I'm standing under it, it's pretty comfortable. Yeah. And I had put um, that like dimpled plastic stuff down on the floor and then put tongue and groove OSB yeah. on the top of it so that I'm not standing on a cold floor. Sure. It makes a huge difference oh, yeah. in winter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, once I'm out of that like cone of warmth, it's pretty cold, yeah. and you, so you don't you, really realize like how cold tool surfaces get. Oh yeah, you know, or yeah. using your table saw in winter, like how much cold air that blade is blowing up at you. Yeah, it's, which is true. Uh, so, what do you do with your glue ups in the winter? Uh, two, one of two things: either I put them in the back of my car and then do them here. Sure. And yep. then, so you know, I can come in a little early, glue it up, and then by the time work day's over, I can pull the clamps off and take it back sure. home if I need sure. to, or um, just off of our laundry room in the basement of our house is, I don't know what I call a workroom, yeah. where I keep all the, you know, your plumbing tools and mm -hmm. paint. And yeah. so I have a workroom for kind of like the home repair stuff to yeah. kind of keep that separate from my woodworking. Yeah. So that's usually warm enough that I can do glue ups down there. Gotcha. So, but it is kind of an awkward look when it's like 11 o'clock at night and I'm like sneaking from the garage into the yeah. house and I have like 14 clamps in one arm yeah. and you know a bunch of parts yeah. and yeah you know it's it's interesting so that I'm actually in the process of at home cleaning my shop a little bit I mean I'm making a huge mess right now but I'm cleaning my shop a little bit in the sense that I'm trying to separate my tools Right, because I, I have all my woodworking tools in my shop in my basement. Right. But then I also seem to have accumulated, not, I mean, I've, I know I have them, but I've seen in, in my shop to have accumulated all my like ratchets and wrenches. And oh, like, yeah, yeah. Why are they in, why are they in my <laughs> shop? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I keep, like every time I go in my shop, I try to fill up a box of like, which is embarrassing. Every time I go in my shop, I fill up a box and I do bring it upstairs, but I'm trying to separate out my like, Mechanics and home tools sure. into the garage, where yeah. you know I have a I do have a workbench out there for like you know mechanical stuff, whether I'm working on a car, or a chainsaw, or whatever I'm doing, yeah. Um, and my actual woodworking stuff in the basement. So is that is that something that you kind of keep separate? I know you're oh yeah in your garage yeah, and that's kind of one of the benefits of our house now where it is because I can have my woodworking shop out in the garage, mm -hmm. and I kind of have that set apart. It's going to sound kind of dumb, probably, but that it's 
kind of like my sanctuary or yeah. place where I like to be. Yeah. You know, it's my man cave or office sure. or sure. place where I can really enjoy stuff. Yeah. And then to have that have that room off the laundry room where all the other like, you know, the broken toys and stuff, the paint yeah. and the home home upkeep tools yeah. all go. Yep. So that stuff. And then I uh, repurposed a little old shop cabinet from here and turned it into a cart sure. that I have in the garage. And I kind of, and I try and keep all of my car stuff there. Yeah. So then it's, that's separate. So I don't, you know, cause sometimes, you know, I mean, we're, I'm kind of stealing time when I'm out in my shop anyway. Sure. And I don't, last thing that I really need is to have more reminders of stuff that I probably should be working yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. So. I get that. John, do you, your shop's in the garage, right? Yeah, it's kind of all in all one, one. Yeah. pushed back in the yeah. corner. <laughs> well, and yeah. usually, and yeah, so it's all kind of all together. So yeah, that's that's funny because that's how my first shop was uh, when I first bought a house. It was all everything was in the garage. I still had my like roll around tool cabinet that has all like my you know yeah. I call them mechanics tools, but they're mm -hmm. not really mechanics tools. You know, a wrench is a wrench, right? Yeah, but. I had all that off to the side, and I, I still, even then, separated it. It's mm -hmm. like, those don't get mixed with woodworking tools. Now, somewhere down the line, obviously, all my mechanics tools <laughs> ended up in my garage, because I'm out there trying to replace a hydraulic plant on my tractor, and I don't know where a wrench is, so I walk down into the basement, covered in hydraulic fluid, to mm -hmm. get a wrench or get a socket, yeah. because it's down there for some reason. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I keep just, a few of those kind of tools in yeah. one of my woodworking tool because you're doing stuff on a, you know, monkeying with something on your drill press yeah. or your table saw yeah. or something like sure. that. So you need to have a few of those yeah. tools, but which is kind of what I which is kind of what I'm doing. I'm separating out my my kind of ones I use in my shop, which like you said, usually it's a set of allen wrenches and a couple wrenches, like mm -hmm. open end wrenches um, or crescent wrenches um, and maybe a small set of sockets cuz you never know when you have to put a leg screw into something or, right. or whatever. Um, and it is nice to have all that stuff available in the house because my garage is unheated so it's like it's not that big of an inconvenience to run out into the garage but it's a lot yeah. easier to run downstairs in my slippers <laughs> you know right. what i mean and, mm -hmm. and grab a wrench if mm -hmm. i need something so yeah that was just when you said that something that popped in my head that i've been working on yeah. lately is wondering how you guys if you guys split your tools up like that yeah so yeah now speaking of workshops yeah last fall we had our live event yep here in urbandale and uh, James Hamilton was one of our presenters. Stumpy Nubs. Stumpy Nubs. Yep. And he did a presentation on shop safety, sure. which we got a little bit of heat for as being something kind of dumb to do at a live event. Yeah. But he did a great job yeah. on making it real. Yeah. In the ironic twist of fate, later yes. that fall, he ended up suffering a workshop accident. Yeah. So we've kind of been seeing him following along, you know, yeah, being as a friend him. of the yeah. show, friend yep. of the magazine. Yep. On his recovery, yeah. it made me think now again of uh, uh, workshop close calls or injuries. Sure. Well, you know, so <laughs> first of all, let's explain quick what happened to, to Jim, right? Yeah. He was doing some power carving. Right. Okay. He was working. I think he said it was a bench, like a like an oak leaf shaped bench or something, something along those lines. And he was using a. Uh, carving disc on a angle grinder. Right. Okay. Not unusual. Not unusual. I mean, that's how a lot of power carvers do it. Um, and he was using one that had a, uh, it was a blade that had chainsaw teeth around the, right. the outside. Um, and, and they've been around for a while. They've been around for quite a while. Um, 
and he was doing some heavy removal of stock and somehow and he has a video out and you guys can you know go to the something Up's youtube channel and, and watch his video and you can see the accident happen it's not gory or anything by any means um and it happened so quick that he was he just happened to tap the work surface as he was moving it and it kicked back at him bounced off his one hand and bounced off his leather apron now fortunately he had uh, he did not have the power locked on, so as soon as it kicked out of his hands, it was powering down. Right, it was spooling down. Yeah, the, the blade was still spinning, obviously. Yeah. Um, he had leather gloves on, which helped um, that helped stop some of the, the teeth, uh, and he had an apron on. So he had all the correct PPE gear on, but in the process, it did catch him a back, across the back of his, I believe it was his left hand. Yeah. Um, and chewed up some tendons pretty good. He had to go mm -hmm. back in for some surgery and stuff, so... Um, that was, uh, it was an eye opener to, to at least watch, you know, watch it happen and see how fast, I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was unbelievable how fast it happened and, and looking at it, you're like, oh, it didn't really do that much, but it, but did. it did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were, we were talking about that and, you know, it was interesting to see if we've had any close mm -hmm. calls. So I've had a couple that I had, uh, my first table saw was one of those little Delta $99 yeah. benchtop saws. Sure. And I had it set up outside in my driveway of our first house and was doing something and had it kick back on me. And I still have a scar on my arm. And I honestly don't even know what moved or sh you know what shifted happened, on yeah. it that it caused it because it just happened so fast. And then there was one time uh, I was here in the shop. I was... Uh, cutting some plexiglass mm -hmm. and I wanted to get a clean cut. So I did the whole, like put down some hardboard and then the plexiglass. Sure. And then I think another piece of hardboard to make like a sandwich mm, just to hold it in good. place. Yeah, <laughs> the hardboard plexiglass sandwich. Yeah. No mayo so, though. Yeah. Oh yuck, yeah. It reminds me of an ice cream sandwich. So, <laughs> and I was making the cut and as I was making the cut, I saw the plexiglass start to Ooh. shift and move. Yeah, mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm halfway through yeah, this cut. No out you know, now. time yeah. is kind of slowing down already, <laughs> and already through the process, I'm like, I, I just can't get over to turn it off. Yeah, there's no way I'm just gonna bail out and let go because that's gonna be worse. <laughs> so it's like you it's all, just kind of gotta yeah. like lean as much as you can to the side, <laughs> and, and that plexiglass spun out like a frisbee and caught yeah. me in the arm, Ooh, and I had yeah. a big bruise on my nice. shoulder for a while, and. And it went winging across the shop, you know. And so it's just one of those things where it's, you know, you end up doing things so many times, so you think that yeah. it's a safe process. But, you know, I could have mm -hmm. used a couple layers of double-sided tape or quick put down a toggle clamp or something like yeah. that. And mm -hmm. Yeah. John? I know. Um, I know when you're when you're on yeah, this side, a, you like every, you like to close your eyes when you're making a cut. That's your yeah. Everything's a close call. <laughs> uh, no, I'm trying to think of some of the injuries that I've had here at work. Um, nothing major, but uh, one thing that sent me to the doctor one time is I was in a hurry and I was had to like knock off the edge of a piece of Baltic birch plywood. I grabbed a piece of sandpaper and I'm quickly sanding it, and that sand the edge of the sandpaper caught. A oh, sliver brought it up and sent a toothpick-sized sliver through the tip of my finger and out the other side. So I had a, you know, a toothpick basically going through <laughs> my finger, and you know, I stopped to show everybody and take a picture, and then I, like, I do just you could, pull it out. Yeah, or do you pull I, it through. Yeah, exactly. So I was like 
you know, like gonna grab it with a vice grips and pull it out, and then I just kind of chickened out and <laughs> <laughs> went to the doctor, and, and they did it for me, and yeah. just a quick yank, and it was fine. Said, Updated my tetanus uh, shot. I was like, did they say you, you really way. came in for this? Yeah, and they put a little Care Bear Band-Aid <laughs> on it, so <laughs> it wasn't like anything super serious, but now I uh, I do use a sanding block every time I'm sanding. Baltic you know, birch can be kind of yeah. splintery yeah. like that. It, I love working with it, but Ugh. I've gotten my fair share of smaller yeah, splinters. Right. So wasn't anything serious, but it was an eye opener for something as simple as just, you know, grabbing a piece of sandpaper and trying to sand the edge of, you know, plywood. You gotta be careful. Um, another thing that happened here, uh, I had I think stuck two pieces of MDF together. I was using one as a template to route, you know, plush trim route the other one. And that wasn't dangerous at all. It came to when I had to separate the two pieces. Um, they were stuck together with double-sided tape. And I just grabbed the sharpest chisel I could find <laughs> and had it on edge on the bench. And I stuck that chisel in between. And as I'm like going to pry these two pieces apart, I'm thinking, this is a bad idea. And a half second later, it slipped. And I saw a tear in my shirt. And I was just like afraid to look. So I think I walked into the bathroom and lifted my shirt up and looked. And there was like... It's a little tiny, like <laughs> a little you nick know, on your nick <laughs> whatever. So I, I did go in and get that stitched up. But now I can tell everybody I have chiseled abs. So yeah, <laughs> worth it. Totally worth, worth it. it. Totally, totally yeah. worth it. There's uh, no denying that. So and there's the title for this show: yeah. is yeah, chiseled, chiseled abs. abs. Chiseled abs. Yeah. So, but yeah. So I guess the the um, the commonality between all of my close calls and injuries is that. I was in a hurry and knew I was doing something that I shouldn't be doing and, you know, something bad happened. So it's like, yeah. slow down, think about it. If you think it's unsafe, it probably is. So, yeah. You know, I've been lucky or good enough. Yeah. Maybe. Sure. That, yeah. No, I've, I've been lucky enough that I haven't had any, I've never had a table saw kick back on me. Um, I've never had any issues with the router. The worst I've done is... I mean, hand tool injuries is mm -hmm. the biggest thing. Um, uh, probably the worst one I've got, I had a scar on one of my palms. Um, I was doing a uh, hand-cut dovetail seminar out um, here in Des Moines, and a couple of weeks beforehand, I was you know, just making sure, getting back into hand-cut dovetail shape. Right. And I was using our, our we have a uh, crisp of this bench has a rabbit plane. It's the oh. Veritas rabbit plane. And a rabbit plane to work well has to have the blade protruding just a hair from the side of the right. bed. On the Veritas plane, that happens to be the, it's a skewed blade. So that right. happens to be the tip. Yeah, it's like a spear. It's like a laser spear. And I caught that with my palm and it, I mean, it sliced my hand so fast. It didn't even hurt all of a sudden. Right. I'm just like, where did Where's all this, blood? yeah, where'd this blood come from? <laughs> um, and, and that's probably, you know, that and chisel injuries is probably the yeah. worst I've had. Um, I did have one of my uh, best friends growing up, um, when we were in high school, we had a we had a class that I believe was like intro to manufacturing. Okay. So as the class, you know, we'd go around the community and sold a project and it happened to be um, stools kind of like this yeah. um, that we were selling to uh, to the community uh, and we would make them. So however many sold, we, we made. And one of the, the processes there was to take the legs and use a biscuit joiner to join the stretchers. Okay. Because you know, we're trying to make these in a you know production, production type environment. Yeah. 
and Allison. And Allison, if you're watching this, I'm sorry, I'm telling everybody about this. But, I don't even like where this is going. Uh, well, <laughs> she was holding, I don't even know how she was doing it, but she was holding a piece, like a, a, a style or a rail for, for this chair, uh, and Biscuit joining the end of it. Yeah. And it caught a knot in the white oak and kicked that out, and she Biscuit jointed her wrist. Oh, mm, yes. lovely. Right? I think, I think, and I'm sure if Allison watches this, she'll tell me if I'm wrong, uh, it, it got her lengthwise. So I all of a sudden, somebody's like, hey, Allison cut her wrist really bad, and I walk out, and Mr. Almond's holding her wrist in a paper towel and said, yeah, it's pretty bad. And he's like, ambulance is on the way. So you grab a number 20 I, biscuit and just put it in there to stop the bleeding, <laughs> stop or what? Yeah. No, Because they swell up. It yeah. Was, yeah, it was it was some uh, stitches, and I think she had some physical therapy and stuff. Well, I'm sure. But it was, that was, maybe that's why I haven't had an injury like that, because I saw, I didn't see it happen, but I saw the so aftermath. The result of it, yeah. um, and it was... Uh, it was not pretty. Yeah. So, but other than that, you know, I've been very lucky as far as, you know, not having any. I, I say lucky. However, if we're doing stuff proper in our shop, we should never have an accident, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, stuff, stuff well, <laughs> hopefully. I mean, hopefully. It's <laughs> like, yeah. Going back to uh, Jim yeah. Hamilton, it's like he's probably one of the most safety conscious Which is woodworkers true. that yes, I know. Absolutely. And it's like, so, but then it's like, you know, somebody like me that's like in there going maverick all the time. And I've, <laughs> I've been pretty lucky not to have any yeah. serious injuries. So, it, I mean, it happens. It's just yeah, I like, mean, I guess I guess what I was getting at is more of, you know, from our standard woodworking equipment, table saw, drill press, router table, stuff like right. that. Yeah. If we go slow, take our time, you can do operations safely. Right. Yeah. You know? And plan what you're going to do, too, because I think sometimes we you just get going on something and you're not really thinking through something oh, absolutely. or you know you have something happen where a you know part gets chip out or something so you need to quick either repair it or make a new one so you want to get through that process yeah. to get back up to speed mm -hmm. so then you're you know you've not set up a tool properly yeah. or got everything together yeah. you're just kind of doing it on the fly yeah, yeah. kind of think about the full process is like if you're making a cut how you're going to start that how you're going to cut it and then how you're going to finish it because there's been Times like on the table saw or router table, I'm doing something long and it's like I don't have the outfeed table on there and I get to the end and this just <laughs> keeps going and I'm trying to hold the right. piece down to the table and it's just yeah. tipping. So yeah. it's like you got to kind of work through the whole process before you even turn on a tool. And So that leads me to, uh, I guess this leads into another question. Um, in your opinion, is a item with a hefty price tag like a saw stop, is that worth it in your shop? You know? Uh, is not not for you personally, yeah. but for someone. For someone, do you, do you think that price tag is justified um, for something like that? I think if you can afford it, it's definitely nice to. I mean, it's cheaper than replacing a finger or True. a hand or all the medical bills. Of, yeah, all the it, medical yeah. bills and, and that kind of thing. I mean, I've um, we have them in the shop here, but I mean, for as long as I've been woodworking, I haven't normally had a saw stop and haven't had a problem. But you know. It only takes one time. Uh, yeah, you're not going to yeah. grow that finger back. So it's nice if you can afford it. Because they're not, I mean, if you're going to spend a lot of money on a table saw, it's not any more expensive than another expensive table saw. No, no, they're, they're, they're right in line with, with so, another high end. So it's not like a must have, line. but, yeah. you know, I would, if you can afford it, I'd recommend. Yeah. Yeah. So I would too. Yeah. I'd, yeah. It's hard to say because, you know, like everything in life has risks. Otherwise, we right. just kind of lay on the floor staring up at the ceiling just to exactly. avoid 
all kinds of injury or no. But but that being said, I think there's a lot to your point earlier, John, where you just you set up the tool correctly, mm-hmm. you know, and on the table saw that includes having some kind of a splitter on the back and yeah. you know, good workpiece support and things like that. I just one of those things where it's like, yes, it's super safe to do it that way, but I really want people to be making stuff and I don't yeah. want a thirty five hundred dollar barrier standing in the way of somebody yeah, right, being able to do it's, something. I mean it's just like cars. You can get a really expensive car and has all you know the self driving yeah. and self stopping and self parking and, and all that. But it's like yeah. yeah. But it's like I mean if you're driving safely you can drive a cheaper car and yeah and sure. and be fine. So Well yeah. I was asking because like I said, my, my shop's in my basement and my kids have started going in the shop with me. So it's one of those things, it's kind of in the back of my mind. Like, right. you know, they know shop safety. My oldest does because he's he's worked it in my shop with me a little bit. But kids will be kids. Yeah. And it might amaze you guys, but my son, being my son, is very stubborn. Huh. And, yeah, I know. And he thinks he can do stuff himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So even though he knows that, you know, the saw is something we only use with Dad and, you know, Dad does it. Until yeah. I'm a little bit older, it's it, it kind of makes me a little nervous that, that you, know, you don't have a saw. I don't that I don't have one just in case. Yeah, you know, which is it's funny because if saw stop would have never came around, you wouldn't have thought of it. Wouldn't have thought of it, obviously. Yeah. So you know, it's just one of those things. Like, do I do I try to make that investment or not? So right. it was just it's an interesting debate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a debate I'll have with my wife. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but I mean, it's also good to have these reminders periodically of, you know, like we can laugh about a lot of these things yeah. after the fact, but in the moment it can be kind of heart pounding and underwear changing oh, yeah. kind of moment, yeah. you know. And, and and Jim talks about that in his video that he released about his injury and yeah. about, you know, kind of all the emotions he was going through and he's like, I didn't want to take my glove off because I didn't know, I didn't think I was going to have fingers and yeah. the whole, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's probably a 10 or 15 minute video and it's like, yeah, that would not be fun. Don't, yeah. uh, you know, we like you said, we laugh about it, but you yeah. don't yeah. happen. And you can't really, you know, come into it timid either, like, you know, just right. like trying to keep your hand away from a table saw blade and push it gingerly through is going to, yeah. you know, be unsafe as well. So you have to yeah. you know, follow heard... all the safety procedures, but, you know, go in there with confidence. Yeah. and Yeah. Because so. I've heard that from people. You should always be afraid of your tools or something like no. that. It's like, no, you shouldn't be afraid of your tools. You should be... You should respect, respect your, tools. your tools and understand what they're trying to do to wood mm-hmm. and then use them... With confidence, like yes. you said. Yeah, being so. afraid of a tool is, in my opinion, more dangerous. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, okay, well, it's a good reminder for everybody to have uh, safe shop practices and um, to be thinking about it. I know it's not necessarily a popular topic, but one that we need to be reminded of periodically. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Shop Notes podcast. If you'd like to share any of your own close calls with us, you can do so on our Facebook page and on our Instagram page careful with the photos. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, we'd love to hear any other questions, comments, or smart remarks that you have. Otherwise, we'll join us next week right here for the Shop Notes podcast. Bye, everybody. Stay safe, stay dusty. This episode of the Shop Notes podcast is brought to you by Woodsmith Magazine. Woodsmith Magazine has been the trusted source for all your woodworking information for over 40 years. From tips and techniques to furniture projects to shop projects, you can find it all in Woodsmith Magazine. Subscribe today at woodsmith.com.